Get Out of Your Own Way with Brittany A. Johnson is a podcast where we learn all of the ways we trip, stumble, and get in our own way and what we can do to get out of it. I want to insert this disclaimer that while I am a licensed mental health therapist, this is not therapy. This is not a substitute for therapy. This is, however, something that you can listen to to give you some insight, give you some ideas, some things to think about, and work with the therapist in your local area if you need one. Stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to today's episode, where we're going to talk all about protection. What is it? How do we do it? Why do we do it? And different things related to what protection looks like and how we can make changes if we need to. So to start, let's start by just going straight into what is the definition of protection. So protection can be defined in multiple ways. But the common two ways of protection are a person or thing that prevents someone or something from suffering harm or injury. And then in terms of legal, so legal documentation, legal measures to make sure that your civil liberties and your rights are protected. So those are kind of the common two things that come up in terms of protection. Now, we also know that protection can be things like sunscreen and sunglasses and things like that. But for this podcast and this episode, we're going to mainly focus on protection in terms of protecting a person or protecting rights, protecting things. So we know that that's what protection is. But how does it show up? And why do we do it? So typically protection starts from the very beginning. So when you are born, your parents immediately start to go into protection mode. Oftentimes, even before you're born, your parents will do things to make sure that you are safe in womb and make sure you're going to be safe when you come home. So they'll do things like, you know, make sure that there's a car seat, make sure that there's a crib, make sure that the house is safe, make sure that people around you are safe. They'll hold you in a certain way and and just general things like that to make sure that you're protected. And as you get older, that level of protection or that protection starts to look different. Um, It can be where it expands and there's even more things that they're kind of watching and covering and blocking from you. Or it can be in situations where, you know, there's less. But that's a whole other podcast for a whole other day. So now we kind of know what what protection is and we kind of know, you know, how it early shows up. Let's think about and talk about protection in terms of relationships. So for this episode, this podcast, we're going to kind of stay in the intimate relationships. And I will tie in some things about your children, about your family, about friendships. But for primarily, this is when we're talking about intimate relationships, whether that is, you know, your marriage or your dating or what have you, just whoever is your person or your people that you feel like you need to do uh, protection or provide protection for. So as I mentioned earlier, we talked about that protection typically starts when you be, even before you're born. And when you're a child, you start to see about protection. So that's also where we typically learn what protection looks like for our family or what protection looks like for us. And as you get older and you start entering those teenage, those young adult years, you really start looking at, this is kind of my definition of protection. This is what it looks like for me. This is how I want it done. And kind of everything in between. The other thing starts to be in terms of past experiences. So what have our past experiences taught us about protection? So you can hear or you'll hear people say things like, you know, in the past, I didn't do a good job of protecting my feelings or the feelings of someone that I was with. And therefore, now as an adult or now in these new relationships, I'm kind of overly protective. Right. Or you'll hear a lot of people say, especially in relationships like, oh, I'm overly protective of the people I love, which means that they are willing to do just about anything to make sure that you are safe and that you feel secure. And we'll get into later, like 
times that that might not be a good idea and then times that it is a good idea. But for now, that's kind of like where protection comes from, how it happens. It's those past values. It's those past experiences. um, And it does change over a lifetime. And so, again, when you're a child, that protection typically is like your parents protecting you. Or if you have siblings, you'll hear your parents make comments like, you know, you're the oldest, so you have to protect your younger siblings. Or when I'm not home, you're the next one in line to provide protection. And in those situations, parents are typically talking about that physical uh, protection. So that's that where, you know, they're shielding you some type of way physically. um, They're hiding you. They're driving you to another location. That's what that kind of physical protection looks like. And then the emotional protection is When they're starting to protect your feelings and when they're making sure that situations that could potentially hurt your feelings are either healthily avoided or that there are some things put in place to make sure that you can handle or you can cope with it. And as adults and in our intimate relationships, that emotional protection looks like them making sure that they don't intentionally do something that's going to hurt you or intentionally do something that's going to cause some type of negative reaction to you. Again, I'm saying intentional because there are situations that are out of our control and you can get hurt or you can be unprotected in those situations, right? So when we talk about physical on that, it can go anywhere from riding in a car where they know the brakes don't work all the way to if they know you're going to go into a situation that is unsafe or potentially unsafe, they've got some things in mind to kind of make sure that they help you uh, be ready for that, be prepared for that. It can go anywhere from making sure that you know how to physically move out of the way or that you know how to kind of reframe things that are said or even as far as like making sure that you that they, you know, tell you like, you know, when we go in here, this person is likely going to say a lot of cuss words or likely going to say a lot of things that might make you uncomfortable. So just already be planting in your head or already be telling yourself that like, yes, they're saying these things. Yes, they're doing these things. But this doesn't mean that I need to take it personal. That's also a form of protection. And it really, when you, again, going into this kind of emotional protection, it's when you build a relationship with someone and you build this deep connection. And we know that connections to people in our relationships, they strengthen over time. So as you're building these deeper relationships and you're starting to tell people more intimate things about yourself, you're telling them things that may be triggering to you or situations from your past where you felt like you were not protected or you were overly protected. And so in these emotional protection settings with your partner, They're going to make sure that they have those things in mind and again, that they don't intentionally do the opposite or use the information they have against you to hurt you in some kind of way. Even if it's an argument, even if it's something as a breakup, they're going to really try to make sure that they don't use things to hurt you or try to cause you any type of harm in that way. So levels of protection. For me, my brain typically works with like a kind of a hierarchy type thing or kind of levels and progression and things like that. So for me, The levels of protection we're going to kind of classify or the way I'm going to classify them is kind of basic, intermediate and advanced. So, you know, just like anything else, when it's basic, you're going to get kind of that bare minimum. You're going to get kind of what maybe their family values have taught them or your family values have taught you. You're going to get maybe just that general you're a human. I'm a human. So I'm going to make sure you're not in harm's way. I'm not going to take that. It's none of my business approach. I'm really going to try to make sure I take an approach of kind of caring about you just in general in terms of like being a human. So these 
types of things happen in every setting, right? Not necessarily even intimate relationships, but that is where your intimate relationships start. If you think back to any time you've dated or been talking to someone in those first few weeks, first few months, there's not a lot of expectations around protection. So you find yourself or and you find you and your partner, or this person that you're, you know, building with that you do that general kind of protecting that basic I care about you as a human I care about other people that type of protection and then when you start getting to that intermediate that's when that relationship is deepening and it's getting stronger and you find yourself doing things where you're starting to ask questions about past experiences you're you know gathering information about what this person needs what this person is looking for you're kind of watching and observing you're doing the same for them right so while you're watching and observing them they're also doing that for you and you're going to be giving them insight about what you need not deep level insight not things like you know when I was five years old this situation happened and I wasn't protected you may not be going to that level yet as intermediate but you are really looking at this is kind of what I'm expecting now that we are closer in this relationship now that we've maybe decided to be exclusive or we're you know we're really growing that's kind of what that intermediate and then advanced of course is just kind of self-explanatory right so the advanced is we are in a relationship. Our relationship has been strengthening. It's been growing. Maybe we've been together for several months or several years for people who take a little longer. No, that's your, it's on you, however you want to do it. But in that advance, you're really looking out for that person. Again, that's where you've asked those questions or you've given the information to your partner to know, like, these are the areas that I really need protection in. These are the areas that I'm really looking for someone to kind of have my back. And, you know, and then you're providing that. That's where you're also, again, kind of talking like a little earlier where you're looking at we're going to go into the setting or this place. And like these are the potential things that can happen. So I want to make sure that you kind of know and you're ready. And then we can talk about our exit plan if we need to create an exit plan or we can kind of talk about what that needs to look like for you. So those are those levels of protection that I kind of keep in mind when I'm thinking about protection or even when I'm working with people around providing protection. I'm also in those settings asking them what they're comfortable with because it's extremely important that before you start talking to your partner or to someone about what you expect of them, you have to also be clear with yourself on what you are comfortable with. Are you a person who has grown up in situations where you've had to protect yourself from an early age or you are an ultra independent person? And we do know and we'll probably do a podcast on that later about how that ultra independence or that strong independence might be a trauma response. So we're not going to go there today. But are you that person? Are you the person that kind of needs to take care of themselves that needs to stick up for themselves? You want to make sure that you're honest with your partner if that's who you are and that's where you are, because the last thing you want is to be in a situation where your partner doesn't know what you expect. And now there's some conflict between the two of you all. So kind of along those lines, it's also important for you to kind of know what you want to do for them. What are you comfortable doing? Right. Where are you at in, in terms of the level of protection you're willing to provide to someone? Are you someone that struggles with that type of intimacy where you feel like that's just a little too much? That's out of your scope. Like you're not, you know, that's not your role, so to speak. Right. It could be things like, well, I see protection as being something that a parent does and I'm not their parent. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to provide that kind of protection like those. You know, those are things that you definitely want to be talking about. You want to be looking at and you want to be thinking about. There's also this thing of as a couple, when you're in a relationship, really looking at how do we want this to go? 
right? So you've done kind of your inner work, you've done your inner thinking, and now it's time to sit down with your partner and talk about it. And if that's not something that you are used to doing in your relationships, I strongly encourage you to do it because it can clear up so many things. It can deepen and strengthen the bond that you have with a person. It can make the bond extremely healthy. If you all are having these kind of conversations up front or at the earliest point that you can to really be talking about and thinking about, this is what protection looks like for me. So similar to your childhood values and your relationship, you all will be creating values for yourselves as a couple. And you're going to talk about things like this is what protection looks like for me. And both people have to make sure that they're talking and speaking in these spaces when you're talking about this, because it can't be a one-sided kind of conversation. Now, I know that there are some things, especially in terms of values related to gender and related to hierarchy and related to roles and responsibilities in relationship. So all of those things need to be discussed right there in that same space and over time, right? You don't have to have these conversations as a one and done. These are conversations that will evolve because you all will evolve as a couple. Trust will be built, you know, and strengthened and, and things will change so that you'll, you know, you'll need to discuss it going forward. But you definitely want to make sure that that you are bringing to the table if you are a person who is looking for what we normally would call that traditional role or those traditional roles. So that's where like, you know, the, the man is the kind of head of that situation or the more dominant partner is the head of that situation. And, you know, they do the majority of the physical protecting. They do the majority of, of things like that. So if that's what you're, if that's what you want and that's what you're comfortable with, you just want to make sure that your partner is also comfortable and wants that too. Because the last thing you want to do is to act on a situation that is not warranted or act before you need to. So even with that, that's where, you know, we want to talk about too, like when we're out and something happens, what does that protection need to look like? Even if we're not out, what if we're just sitting at home and there's an exchange or there's something going on? What do you want that situation to look like? How do you want someone to step in and protect? I'll never forget when I first started dating my husband, you know, there was a situation and before he could even step up to respond, I was already up ready for action, ready to go. And I remember us talking later about that and and really getting insight into, you know, he has an idea in his mind of what protection looks like. And I had one in my mind. And at the moment, they were conflicting. And so we were able to use that situation and talk about what we wanted going forward for our, for our values and how we wanted to make sure that we operated. That's also where it's important that if you know that you are kind of that rah-rah or confrontational person and your partner's not, you all want to have good conversations about how much confrontation are you going to be starting and what are you expecting from your partner who is non-confrontational? Because it's really inappropriate to put your partner in a situation where they're having to be physical or having to be loud when it's kind of not their thing. Now, and again, this is not saying that somebody just gets to be disrespectful or gets to kind of come in your space and do whatever they want. But this is saying, like, if you are a person who starts things and, and ladies and fellas, you know who you are. You know, who if you are that person who likes drama, who loves to be in chaos you're, you know that you have a history of starting stuff. If that's you, you want to make sure that your partner knows that about you and you all have a very clear conversation on how you're going to handle that. Because the last thing you want is that you've started something and now your partner is looking at you sideways while you're now having to do whatever situation that you need to kind of get out of, whether it's a physical thing or a verbal thing. You want to make sure that you guys are crystal clear on that. Because again, 
you don't want either one of you all to be in a situation where you're feeling embarrassed or you're feeling a certain way because things didn't go the way you thought they would or the way you, you wanted them to go. So having those conversations up front are extremely important. The other thing that kind of tends to get in the way when we think about protection is this idea of projection and avoidance. And so when I'm talking about this pr- projection, it's a typically a psychological defense um, that means Instead of you taking on just solely what you're feeling about something, you make it seem that everybody around you is feeling the exact same thing. So it will be like, for an example, let's say you're out at a restaurant or you're out somewhere and you and your partner or you and your friends see someone fall and you immediately go, oh, my gosh, if that were me, I would be like crying. I would be embarrassed. I would be wanting to run out of here as fast as I can. And you don't even check in to see if your friends or your partner agrees with that. And so then you're telling the story to someone else or you're talking about it in another setting. And instead of saying, I felt that way, you make a statement like, you know what? We felt that way. I know that when you saw somebody fall, you also felt the same way I did. You were embarrassed for them. You were worried for them and and all the things kind of in between. And so that's that projection. And then the avoidance I'm talking about is kind of avoiding the information that your partner is giving you. And then therefore, you're going to kind of act and do what you think is best based on, again, your own values, your own beliefs. And where this can be problematic is if you are taking how you would feel about a situation without knowing for sure that that's how your partner feels and you react, you may have now just caused a conflict between the two of you all. Because number one, you're acting outside of what we have agreed to be our values. And you're also taken and not respecting that I have a voice and that I have something to say as well and that I am allowed to have my own feelings. So it's super important that we really think about how that avoidance and that projection really shows up um, and how that really can kind of get in the way. Another thing that you want to keep in mind or that you want to be talking about with your partner is how do you want them to let you know if they see something or they need to protect you And you may not see it. So an example of that is I remember years ago, um, I met a person and I thought I was forming a relationship or a friendship with this person. Um, And my husband was noticing things that, of course, I wasn't seeing because I was, you know, hearing this person and really excited about what they were saying and like what our friendship could look like. Because, you know, adult friendships and making adult friendships is typically hard. And for me, it was especially hard because I had children young, I got married young, and I was really focused on being a mom, being a wife, finishing school, starting my career. And so I didn't make a lot of time to create new relationships. I maintained all of my old ones, but I really didn't make space to create new ones, even at work. Like I was so busy trying to finish my shift or finish what I was doing so that I can get to the next thing. I just really didn't make time for it. So here I was thinking that I was making this new friendship this with this adult. And my husband was like, Mm-mm, I'm seeing some things. I'm seeing some things that don't align with our values, don't align with your with what you know you want, don't align with where you're going. And initially, I was like, mm, you don't really know what you're talking about. You don't really know what's going on. You're just kind of making that up. But then he kept kind of being persistent, kept letting me know like what he was seeing, what he was thinking, how it was, you know, presenting to him. And then something happened um, and he really kind of was like, hey, I'm telling you, this is what I'm seeing. And so at that point, of course, I listened and took a step back. And he was, of course, he was right, 100% right. And so I ended that friendship. And later on, we had a conversation about why I didn't listen to him in the beginning, why I didn't trust his judgment 
on the situation. And it forced me to really sit down and sit still and look at what was I doing? What was happening? But it also at the end of that gave us the opportunity to be able to discuss how we do want to bring things to each other in those situations. How do we want to let the other person know that maybe this relationship you think is going well is really not? Or just this situation in general? Like how do we tap into that emotional protection? And so that kind of goes back to what I said already earlier about having those conversations. So having conversations about your values, about how you view protection, having conversations about how you want that to look for you in your relationship now. And then as it changes, as you all evolve, really looking at, okay, how do we want this to evolve for us as a couple, for us as a family? So really just kind of taking those things into consideration and making sure that if nothing else, you are providing the protection that your partner needs and your partner wants. You're not allowing projection or avoidance or cognitive dissonance, which is that, you know, avoiding or not changing your mind, even when you have new information that completely kind of rejects or disputes what you thought was going on. But that really means that you are not letting those things get in your way and that you are really making sure to hear what your person is saying and doing what's best to honor them and you at the same time. Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. Please hit the subscribe button and also leave a rating and a comment if you are listening on iTunes and Spotify. If you'd like to stay connected with me, please follow me on social media at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC on Instagram and LinkedIn and Brittany A. Johnson on Facebook. You should also head over to my website and subscribe to the mail list so that you can stay fully connected and be first to know when something new is coming out. And that's BrittanyAJohnson.com. Until next time.